Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Whoa, this is weird. I've never had this before. I can hear myself. I can hear you. I can hear you too. Oh my goodness. You're right there. It's kind of freaking me out. I've never experienced this before. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is episode 139 and I am here in San Diego, California with my two awesome co-hosts, Keith Krantz and Molly Pittman, and we are recording live from the podcast bubble. Yes, we're in a bubble. We're live from TNZ. <laughs> we have Darren Clark, our editor here, who's awesome. Thanks for everything you do, Darren. Oh, it's really cool to be here with you guys. Aww. We are psyched to record here. Finally, we actually get to all record together. So we're looking at each other as well as Darren being here as well. This is uh, one of the highlights of the year for us. To be able to do a professional traffic podcast uh, live in person from our favorite live event of the year, Traffic and Conversion Summit 2018. I can't believe how many people, I'm sure you guys have been the same, how many people have come up to me this time, more than ever, and have been like, your podcast has helped me so much. It's unbelievable. Like, so many people. Wow. That feels so good to see people in the flesh, like, knowing that you're helping them. I was talking to Lindsay this morning. She was like, what's your favorite part of the conference so far? Like, you know, are you getting to talk to potential clients and stuff? And I was like, well... Honestly, this event for me is a way to connect with people that listen to the podcast or go through our courses and just get those two minutes to yeah. uh, hear their story. It's like propels me throughout the rest of the year to do what we do. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I was in the uh, elevator yesterday and I asked somebody, you know, what floor they wanted to come off on. They're like, uh, 16th floor or whatever. And like, I recognize your voice. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. Like, I'm Ralph Burns. Like, ah, oh, listen to you all the time. Like, it's crazy how people, like, you know, they they just 
you know, personalized. It's so personal. It's a, such a personal medium of communicating with people, like right through the earbuds. You know, oh, I, you know, I walk my dog to you guys yeah. every morning. <laughs> like I had two or three people say that oh, to us so yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, wow. I can hear your laugh. You know, I knew who you were because of <laughs> because your laugh. Of your laugh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how's the event going? I know Keith dominate web media and Ralph tier 11. You guys have a booth together. This yeah. is the first booth. You're booth babes for We're the first babies. time. That's right. How, how is that going? Like what? This is kind of tier 11's coming out party. It is. I think the biggest question I get is like, are you and Keith breaking up? I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, no. Like, no, we're still like really good friends. We're business associates. It's always been two separate companies. We just formalized it actually about two years ago. You're like, well, what are you going to rename the agency? And we just never did. Yeah. And we just, I was like, was, Ralph, you like, should have a name. Yeah, it's like pure laziness. <laughs> so we were kind of known as the agency or Antares agency or DWM agency. And so we just said, well, you know, we got together as an executive team last November and we said, all right, what do we want to do this year in 2018? What's our Q1 rocks? And one of our rocks was create a brand and actually get our own website. And which usually comes first, which is a testament to your skill and right. the relationships you've built. Because what, three, four years later, we're launching the first site. We're launching the first site. It's kind of wild. So, but I mean, the I demand has always been there. Totally. Only grow as fast as you can quality-wise. And that's what Ralph has been so good at, like not trying to overgrow, right? Yeah. Right. I think we've grown in a smart way, but also as we've grown, we've realized that the type of customer that comes to Keith to look for, you know, education and coaching, which is the best education and coaching for Facebook and Instagram ads in the world, Woo! hands down, bar none, start with the stuff at DM. And then if you want to get a little bit more in depth, you go to dominate web media and he's the best in the world. And, you know, so many of the great strategies that we now deploy inside the agency. But if you want to learn how to do it, you want to do it on your own or get you want your to be team coached. coach. Yeah. Real in depth, intimately. Yeah. 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 That's the place to go. And then a lot of those people will be there for a while. We actually have a couple of customers that were coaching customers of Keith and they're like, all right, well, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I've learned all this from Keith. And now I want somebody else to and do I'm it. And I got it to work. Like our so business now doubled or tripled. Our take it on. Or tripled from him. So I don't feel like I'll throw it over to you guys and, yeah. you know, take it from there. So yeah. um, what we found is that our customer is a little bit more advanced. So, you know, the break or the separation, I think, is just a logical business progression of our businesses changing and evolving over time. And, um, you know, we focus on, you know, businesses that are spending, you know, $50,000 a month in Facebook ads you know, have a proven sales system, not saying funnel, or they're an e-commerce brand that's seven to eight figures, want to crack the code on Facebook. That's what we've really focused. And that is our sweet spot. It's our, you know, it's our unique ability. It's our hedgehog concept. It's this thing that we do best. Yeah. It's this thing that we talked about yesterday at my talk, you know, and it's just naturally evolved that way. So we created a brand uh, around it called Tier 11, which if you don't know the meaning of 11, turn it up to 11 on YouTube from, of course, Darren knows this. Ah. This is Spinal Tap. Let's go to 11. It's just one more. Yeah. It's one more than 10. <laughs> That's right. And he's a musician. I'm a musician. So, so. Tier 11, like peer, like T-I-E-R-1-1. Dot C-O. but also Tier 11, Tier, the word spelled out, 11. And if you're interested in the agency, they can go to tier11.co forward slash apply. Forward slash apply. Yes. Keith, what, how's the booth going for you? Good, good. 
You, know, you said you were there like 12 hours yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your I back was, hurts. The marathon. The, hey, I the was, booth life is tough. Like, life is that's tough. how I started a DM. The first TNC I came to, I had worked for the company like three months. And it was like, you're going to be in this booth. I was like, cool. What am I selling? What am I doing? I'm in this orange t-shirt. My feet hurt. <laughs> Keith is experiencing this now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like we just said, let's just do a booth. Let's do a booth together and try it and see how it goes. And one of the things that we've realized over the years is that businesses evolve and develop. And so sometimes, like Ralph said, they might come to us for coaching or education. And then eventually they're like, hey, we know what works now. We've got a machine. Our business has doubled or tripled. We want to hire you guys. Or sometimes it will go the reverse. Once, usually that's the order it goes. Once in a while, somebody will hire the agency or, or one of our certified consultants and then say, you know what? We want to build it in-house. We want our, our team to be running everything. And so they'll, they'll drop down and they'll make sure their head of marketing or whatever, Facebook ads, Instagram ads is getting coached and mentored. And so what we've tried to do is, is really develop more of a, an intimate mentoring program in addition to the books and, and the basic courses, but where we can help people at a deeper level where they can get on calls with our, our certified consultants yeah. and, and help dial in their sales funnel. And a lot of people don't realize, I think, how deep we go and how much we help businesses with their offer. It's awesome. And I think, you know, that's where Keith is like the best in the world. At. I can't think of anybody better in the world at looking at a business and figuring out how to put it in such a way so that it's going to work, um, you know, at scale on Facebook ads. And I mean, you've been able to do that with so many of your coaching customers to the point that they are like in tears that how much it's impacted their business, their lives, you know, all these sorts of things. And a lot of that has nothing to do with Facebook and Instagram ads yeah. at all. It's the offer. And I think that's something that, you know, is a credit to you and your team of coaches. You know, once those guys are maybe at a level that they want to scale, they come to us. But also it does work in the reverse. We've had cases where, you know, we've had very successful agency customers. And we always look at it like, What's best for your business? And we've had a number of times where I'm like, you know, we want to build our own in-house team. I'm like, well, great. You know, if you want to build that in-house team, the training is at Dominate Web Media. I'd actually really encourage you to get a coach. And it's gone that way as well. So, you know, the goal is to help grow businesses faster than they could on their own. Yeah, we slowed down this year. For the education side and consulting, we really did take a little bit of a um, slowdown building up because we want to be able to build up really highly qualified coaches and advisors and consultants that are in between that will take on clients at a lower ad spend than tier 11. So we feel good because I used to recommend people that were our students and then it yeah. didn't work out very well because I didn't know them. And right. So that's why we did yeah, the five day event. You want to be event. able to actually give quality product yeah. and service. So. Pretty proud of that. We've been able to develop, you know, some a, a core small group of people that can yeah. execute. So it's pretty cool. And yeah. you're, you're learning awesome. booth babe life. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> So what do you guys think about the conference so far? Ryan's keynote was pretty powerful. Um, he's kind of, you know, put it out there that marketers are facing a lot of change, right? We have Amazon, we have bots coming on the scene. And I thought the, the coolest thing that he said was that conversation is the new lead, right? Not that old ways, and I'm putting my air quotes, of marketing aren't still relevant, right? It doesn't mean landing pages are, are gone. It doesn't mean that email lists don't matter any longer. But really, as business owners and marketers, he said what we our goal, right, should be to start a conversation. So whether that's a conversation that's 
you know, someone that's product aware that just has questions about your product or whether it's a conversation about, uh, you know, a pain that that person is experiencing or something that they're looking to do, being able to facilitate that as a marketer and business owner and being there for that person, right? The hero's journey, that person being the hero and you as the business owner or marketer being the guide. Um, I thought that was really, really powerful. And I think it really set the tone for the rest of this event. But I think it's a lot about, you know, chatbots, again, are still very new. It's a hot topic that people want to focus on. And there's a lot about bots as a part of this event. FYI, we officially launched the free mini chat course. So it's course.minichat.com. Or you can go to the mini chat bot and type in course.minichat, M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T.com. Or just go to the mini chat bot on Facebook and type in the word course and you will have instructions on how to sign up. So there's over 10 hours of video, 15 messenger blueprints. So we wanna provide free education for people on that. But I think it's even more than bots, right? There are so many ways that we can create conversation, whether it's through a sales funnel, whether it's at a booth, right, in person, whether it's in a retail store. So I just kinda wanted to put that out there. I know we're gonna have Adam um, hop over here in a second and ask us some questions that he's been hearing from the booth. Uh, so that we can really go into um, some some deeper content. But I just wanted to throw that out there and see what you guys thought. I think every TNC has a theme. Yep. And uh, that's definitely the theme of this one. Well, and I think one thing Ryan is so damn good at is taking a concept and breaking it down to what is really important and explaining it in, in a really good way, right? So he's trying to tell us that, guys, chatbots are awesome, but it's a tool. So you need to understand that it's not about going after all the shiny objects. It's understanding that chatbots are here for a reason. It's because the scene is shifting and it's about starting those conversations and having the systems, either automated systems with like ManyChat and or team of people to reach out and be able to continue that conversation. So that's, I think that's really the thing to understand. It's about the strategy and then if you really truly understand what works in today's environment with social and technology so you have this artificial intelligence you have this all these technologies improving at hyper speed right now and then you have social media exposing brands that are so hardcore still doing stuff the old way 100% direct response long form sales letters and 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 people get turned off by that because it's yeah. just different today. So it's understanding it the social different. environment and then taking those tools and yeah. merging them. That's how you win. Yeah, it's cool. I sent um, a messenger broadcast for a client this morning. And usually, you know, working at DM, we would send email broadcasts and they were pretty much always directly promotional, right? You know, lots of context as to the sale that's going on or whatever we're wanting them to do in a really strong call to action to go do that thing. And it was fun this morning with messenger because it is such a different medium. It is incredibly conversational. It wasn't a broadcast about a sale. It was a broadcast about tips for that industry, right? Tuesday tips for that industry. We had a little video of the person giving these tips, totally giving value first. Well, the tips you know, did lead into a little pitch for a free product that they had. And we asked if they were interested, if they clicked, we said, great, and allowed them to go over to the sales page. But it was really cool to sit there this morning, you know, before my talk later this afternoon about Messenger and say like, wow, here's the practical application of this difference, you know? And I think we're past 
Messenger isn't a shiny object anymore. You know, it is something that you don't have to do it, but in the next few years you, you do as a brand, right? Because it's where the people are. And it was cool to say, okay, sitting here three years ago, I was writing an email that was a one-to-many broadcast and that still works, but email, I mean, is slowly declining. Not that email is dead, that, that's not what I'm saying, but the numbers show that email is slowly declining. That's what happens with any medium, right? Email's been like the longest living medium. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it was just cool to see that, like, wow, this is such a different, I'm doing the same thing, but in a very different way. In a different medium. Yeah. yeah it's another tool, it really is. And I think yeah. what Ryan, to, to your point, Keith, I think Ryan breaks this down in a historical way as well. Like human nature has not changed. Yeah. You know, for as long as we've been alive, human nature has not changed. And the people that came before us that wrote ad copy in the 1920s, the human psychology is still the same. And when you're selling somebody from, they don't know who you are all the way to a sale, the process basically is still the same. Yeah. It's like the 14 levels of romance that yeah. Ryan talked about in the last episode when we had him on. It's the same thing. And so Messenger and Chatbots is another tool to engage that person further on down the line until you actually do propose marriage, which, you know, could be a $7 sale, could be a $7,000 sale. And the message doesn't have to change, right? Like you shouldn't speak to different pain points or benefits just because you're inside a messenger. It's just understanding like we've had instant message for like 20 years. You remember like AOL instant messenger, yeah, you yeah, know, and, um, you know, email, if you receive a long email, that's okay right? Email is a platform where you can send a longer, chunkier message, but it's also okay not to respond to email for a couple of days. Like that's normal human nature. Well, think about instant messaging, right? This is the first time with Facebook Messenger, we've been able to market inside of an instant messaging platform. So the message doesn't have to change, but the way you have the conversation totally does. And I think what's cool about Messenger, the customer journey can happen so much quicker because we use Messenger in an instantaneous way. More like a text message. Yeah, like in my presentation, I have, you know, an email that I received and a Facebook Messenger conversation. Same topic, but you can visually see the difference, right? And that's just a reflection of realizing where you are having the conversation, catering your delivery to that medium, but realizing that the actual message doesn't have to change. It's just you know, the length of your message. It's asking questions instead of, you know, telling them to go do something. Right. And for something long, they need to re be able to read. Then maybe it's one or two messages and then they have to click and maybe they read that. That might, Absolutely. Maybe before it, would, it wasn't in an email or maybe it's in a PDF that they can pop up from yeah. Messenger after they've already engaged. A lot of different ways you can do that. But it's interesting because like, um, people talking about email going away and dying off. And we know that's not going to happen because if you start any software these days, any e even like a Roblox game or something like that that the young kids are playing, usually you have to have an email address, right? Yeah. However, it's the way people are using email is different. So if you want to go the hustle it's just route. crowded. Like right. every yeah. business has an email list, right? right, right every yeah. business sends and emails. And the filters on those, you know, inbound emails are getting better and exactly. better and smarter with SaneBox and Gmail. Well, yeah, and all personal categories. emails. Yeah. Even personal, yep. like here, there's an example, sure. like a lot of guys, like if you go the hustle route, you might DM somebody to connect with an influencer, right? 
Um, and you'll see, I've heard some stories where people are like, they connected with an influencer and they were like willing to, to do something. And then the person was emailing that guy, just normal, like one-to-one, -one, right? right? But they never opened it because they're like, who checks email? I just use DM, like direct message. Yeah. Like Facebook, Instagram, you know what I mean? Exactly. And so it's just like, yeah, they have email, the younger ones coming up, but they don't really use it like right. they do direct messages. Right, like even when I was in middle school, high school, college, I sent emails to my friends to chat, right, about social things. That doesn't happen anymore. I text, I Facebook message, I Instagram message. So it, it, exactly, email's not dying. It's just from a promotional standpoint, it's so crowded and I think that's just something interesting to look at. I mean, it's all about what's frictionless and easy for the end user, right? Messenger works well because you can generate that lead right in Messenger without them having to leave Facebook, right? People are getting tired of going over to landing pages and filling out forms. Not that those don't still work, but it's just a different application, right? Yeah, I think you have to know kind of where to use those individual tools. So like yesterday in my talk, we rolled out the e-com ad amplifier and we have click to messenger at the top of the funnel. And then we also have it at the very bottom of the funnel, two very, very different messages. And we're trying to figure out as an agency, like how does this incorporate into the whole to get the same result? Yeah. So it's still evolving. Fortunately, we have sort of an ace in the hole with you because you know more than anybody in the world about this kind of stuff. So you should come to my talk today. Right? I think I probably should. <laughs> I'll be taking some notes, I believe. <laughs> <It's> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's where to kind of use these new tools. And I think everybody is looking for it like, oh, like Facebook and Google are going to replace TV advertising or Messenger is going to replace email. No. It's like it's yet another tool you have to figure out as yeah, a business a channel. where it's a channel. Exactly. Like, where does it fit into your business? Totally. TV ads are not going to die anytime soon. Yeah. You know, Google and Facebook are, you know, the 800 pound gorillas of the digital space. But every medium has its place. Yeah. Just like this tool has its place. Figuring out where it works. That's still kind of evolving in everyone's business individually. I talked to Brian Moran yesterday, uh, the CEO and founder of Samcart. And Brian was like, Molly, I got to tell you something. I did an entire launch this week just through Messenger. I was like, okay, send me screenshots, number one, for my talk. Love you. Uh, but tell me what you did. And he said, I have a three-part mini class launch, Jeff Walker style. He said, the last time I did this launch, I think it was last quarter, he did it through email. He said it did pretty well. He was like, the first video had 20,000 views. And we know that these launches are all about consumption of the actual content. So you can, you know, pitch them. And he said that he deployed this launch through Messenger to the same amount of people. That first video has over 100,000 views. And that video is just a Facebook video that he posted. And he's using Messenger to send the traffic to that video. And the reason is that Messenger is not crowded with advertisers yet. And Facebook has put rules into place where you can't be directly promotional to prevent what has happened with email. And then he followed up with me a little bit later. He was like, I opened the cart, you know, sales are coming in. This isn't just about views. Like I'm actually making money from this. And it was so cool to see someone like Brian, who's been a leader in this industry forever, right? Jump into something new. He was like, it wasn't perfect, I, but I tried one thing. And that's really the theme of my talk today. Here are eight 
different strategies that you can try. Try one thing, right? We've talked about this, but this isn't about building this huge bot. It's just try one strategy through Messenger and see what type of results you get. And it's understanding what he did is exactly. And we mentioned this, I believe, on one of our earlier podcasts about Messenger. And yeah. uh, I think we were talking about the launch uh, using the PLF formula. Yes. And, and we were talking about, I was like, well, if you understand the psychology behind a webinar funnel or a product launch, amazing Jeff Walker formula, and you understand what you're trying to accomplish on each video, right? Then think about the platform. Think about where people are at. How can you use Messenger to deliver that? How can maybe instead of video two, uh, maybe it's about showing you know why this potential program is for you, or maybe it's a case study video. Instead of maybe having that on Wistia on your website, have that one maybe in Facebook as a Facebook video, or do a Facebook Live about it, and then use the permalink to send people to that when it's when you're ready. And so you can evergreen. You can send people to the same Facebook Live six months later when you relaunch. And it just looks like a video. And guess what? Messenger subscribers, even if they've been a subscriber for over 48 hours, if you send them to a Facebook Live, I don't think they're going to consider that selling or promotional. It's totally fine. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been cool to see this progress and I'm pumped to see what happens. Oh, Mike Rhodes is peeking in on us. Uh -oh. Mike Rhodes! Oh, we got We've it. We got podcast Mike. bombed by Mike Rhodes. Would you like to come make da, an da, appearance? Da, 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 da. No? We just come want to on, Mike. We need somebody with a British accent. We need an accent. Here. Yeah. Oh, he in can't addition hear us. to Darren. So, like... so Mike, Rhodes <laughs> Mike Rhodes has websavvy.au, and Mike Rhodes is an AdWords expert. We actually need to get Mike on this podcast, but we, we want him to say he's British, but he lives in Australia, so his accent's amazing. Right, but I don't think he has. I don't think he actually owns any pants, so he always shows up in shorts. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we love him. That's why we love him. You gotta smile. Mike, say to hi to Perpetual Traffic. Hello, Perpetual Traffic. Is this that the best be accent? Here. Oh, hello. Here we go. Here we go. We love you, Mike. Mike is also a co-author of the same publishers I have, the Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords with Perry Marshall. Nice. Yeah, world's well, best-selling book on Google AdWords. Hundred thousand copies sold. Boom! Shakalaka. Yeah. One day I'll be able to afford pants. Yes, and then you'll wear pants. True, and you're actually the only person we ever refer Google PPC ads to. Ooh. So web savvy. What, what's the what's the exact URL so you can get a little plug here on PT? You are delightful, Mr. Burns. Um, Websavvy.com.au. That's W-E-B-S-A-V-V-Y. I left out the dot com earlier. A friend of ours. Good job we did that then. A friend of ours. I said just started, dot AU. Yeah. We love so you, Mike. Thank you, Mike Rhodes, for yeah. popping in. Yeah. Put on yeah. some pants before your presentation. So he's got the same well, publisher. So his my publisher is Entrepreneur Magazine for the book. Uh, Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, which is the best-selling Facebook advertising book of all time. I got to find out the numbers, though. But AdWords, they've been writing those books since 2003, I think. Wow. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Pretty so, cool stuff. So, Ralph, you want to give Adam a little intro here? Yeah, Adam is our awesome vice president of business development. So anyone yeah. who comes through tier11.com will probably end up talking to Adam. Um, yeah, tier11 with the 11.co or tier11.com, with the fully spelled out. But Adam... Uh, knows more about Facebook ads and Instagram ads than probably any sales or business development person on the planet. And he knows uh, how we help people. And uh, he's hugely uh, helpful for me as a team, uh, our executive team, as we chart the course for the company. So Adam has been uh, double um, playing two different roles here, selling stuff, but also playing the Canadian Ryan Seacrest role with taking, <laughs> taking questions from the crowd at the Dominate Web Media booth here at Traffic and Conversion Summit. So you've got a couple of questions that we didn't get answered yesterday 
from uh, some of our hangers-on. And he's an adventurer. He's a big-time adventurer. He's done some really cool stuff out in the bush. He rode on the back of a grizzly bear. Thanks for that amazing intro, Ralph. (laughs) I just want to say to everyone out there, the hardest part about being the Canadian Ryan Seacrest is not dinging people in the teeth with the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Lawsuits pending, apparently. Yeah. It's a really quick way to turn someone into a happy question asker into, yeah. Lawsuit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've, I've got a few questions written down that people have been asking me, you know, here at the conference. And these are questions that we get asked pretty regularly. So the first thing that people always ask is, how do I get a lower CPA? First of all, let's define what CPA is, just in case. Yeah, CPA is cost per acquisition or cost per sale. Or cost per lead. Some people will consider it cost per lead. It's, but typically when you hear CPA, they're focusing on how much is it costing me to acquire that customer. Some people though, if they're focusing on generating leads, then they'll say CPA because that's the, the main thing that they're, they're actually acquiring and converting on. But mostly when we say CPA, we usually mean cost per sale. I think there are a lot of factors to this. And that's why it's such a huge question because if you can lower your CPA, you're going to grow your business faster. But it's a very loaded question. It's a tough one to answer because there are so many factors. But just to give you a quick answer, if someone says, I really need to lower my CPA right now, I either focus on the offer. So whatever it is they're selling, how they're selling it, the price point, really the selling system or the funnel, right? That has everything to do with uh, your CPA. Even to take a step closer than that, really changing the messaging. So if you're running a Facebook campaign and you're speaking to one avatar using one hook, right? Test something completely different. I, th- I think people try to test little stuff, you know, like, let me change this word or let me just change the creative. Color of the button on the landing page. <laughs> yeah. That's not testing. Yeah. And right. it's like, cool, maybe that'll help a little bit, but that's not going to give you that like big change that you need. So that's my biggest recommendation. What's a totally different avatar you can take this product out to? Another reason someone would want it? Like, let's try something completely different from what we're doing right now and see how that works. Yeah, agreed. And I think the offer has everything to do with it. So if we say in this example that the offer is going to stay the same, we're not changing the offer itself, but you can change the messaging and the hook to actually encourage more of your ideal customer to be attracted through cold traffic. Frame that offer up better. To frame it better, exactly. So one of the things that we do in the agency as a part of every onboarding is we have a hook meeting, which is not, we're talking about fishing here because- <laughs> Put I, some hooks out there, yeah, Ralphie. throw some hooks out there. I don't know how Hacking the works. hook is our training, by the way. It's called <laughs> hacking the hook. So if you want to learn about hacking the hook, buy the book, you want to, right? That's, that's actually in the book. It's actually one of the chapters in the book. And we go, it's really good training with that. That's one of Ralph's specialties. Hashtag hack the hook. Hack the hook. Hack, hack the, the hook. hook. So, you know, trying a different hook and then a hook, like you always have to sort of step back and think about what it is that your ideal customer really wants. And we had a couple of people at the booth yesterday. First question we asked them was, you know, what is it that keeps them up at night? You know, what's their biggest pain? And then you create lots of variations of maybe questions and copy around that. And then you test the hell out of it. So that's one way of doing it. 
One of the things that we tend to do is that, for example, there was one customer of ours who wants a $30 CPA, cost per acquisition. It's a book funnel. We started with them about a year or so ago. And we're only using video ads. For whatever reason, we never did any image ads. But we said, well, why don't we test something completely like their cost per acquisition was starting to creep up to 31, 32, 33. Like, why are we using video ads? I asked that to the team. It's like, well, we, that's what we've always done. Well, what you've always done isn't necessarily what you should be doing. So all we did is we asked her for a number of lifestyle images, nothing having to do with any of the ad copy stuff. All the things that you talk about with creative, yeah. totally different. It's a personality. Something brand. that will support the ad copy. Right? Yeah. And also it looks like it sort of is native. I mean, yeah. it, it's personal. It's social. It's something you would post that I would like. Most definitely. Most definitely. So it stands out in the newsfeed by fitting in. And I think that was the thing that was a big learning. We sort of figured this out. And so we started testing it. We used a tool called Dynamic Creative, which we talked about, I believe, on episode 137. And we tested this in split testing, and we got the cost per acquisition from $30 down to $10. So our, our goal now is not necessarily, and we'll, we'll split test this again. The question is always really, it depends. You know, like, how do I lower my CPA? Well, it Lots depends. Lots of things. Everything you're you know? doing goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like the best non-answer I can potentially give. If people your ask funnel, these sorts of questions. Yeah, everything. it's like there's so many other factors, but... So what this customer was doing is just video ads, only video ads. Now, video ads are great, and we're certainly huge advocates of that, but we've always done it that way. And so we said, well, why don't we do it with image ads? And the image ads were key. The the point to this is that the image ads were not your typical, what we refer to as headline image. It looks like an ad. These were lifestyle images. So we tend to write ad copy and put images in the newsfeed that stands out by fitting in. Or by blending into the newsfeed. Because we realize that if people say, oh, that's an ad, they just scroll by it. And it becomes irrelevant. Your relevance scores drop. Your click costs go up. You're just irrelevant to that person. The worst thing you can do in advertising is be irrelevant. So we, or be because, an advertiser. <laughs> yeah, or, being, or be annoying. Yeah, exactly. A commercial. That guy at the party. Yeah. You know, because sadly, analogy. other than people in this building, most people don't like marketers. <laughs> that is true. I got this really funny, cool cat picture, cat video. That's going to stand out. Yeah. 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 Granted, it doesn't mean that you should never do stuff to, to stand out. So I want to be careful. Some people like That's to hear the, something and they're like, oh, well, you said that you need to blend in. No, no. Some cases, if you have a lifestyle photo, that is going to work really well. It's going to be one of your techniques. Exactly. But we, we tested that against like a traditional kind of headline image picture of this with a call to action button, you know, get the book now. And the lifestyle images won. Now, everyone listening to this podcast will say, well, man, I should just do more lifestyle images of myself with my cat or on my, in my <laughs> car or whatever. No, it depends. Yeah. It also works really well if they have a big audience, right? Like Frank Kern. If they have an audience that already loves them, well, you see a picture see in the, the newsfeed. The they're like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like a, yeah. love Frank's family. That's true. <laughs> right? That's true. I mean, that's, you know, for warm traffic, that definitely does work. Heck but yeah. we also found that that worked in his oh, case absolutely. to cold traffic. Definitely. So because it's an aspirational image, sometimes works. Uh, but was it the one with the airplane in the background? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah the Learjet in the background. Um, but you know, now with dynamic creative and it's in every ad account now, I mean, it's the coolest freaking thing, uh, ever. And, you know, it might make the Michigan method completely obsolete, which is fine. You know, we can throw (laughs) that back in the, the archives, 
But the point is, is that, you know, we're using that a lot now and it relates back to the CPA question. You can now split test and get really good data and show what combination of ad copy, image, create, all, all the sorts of things that make up a Facebook ad. And then you pick the one that's the lowest and then scale that up and then keep testing, always testing. And just remember, remember, it's like if you find the winner, it's like if, if an image ad outperforms a video ad, it doesn't mean you stop doing the video ads. Correct. You got to realize, you guys, it's always about short term ROI and long term. So if you're doing video, probably the video is going to give you a much better longer term impact with your custom audiences and just the subconscious branding. But if it's too high, then you turn it off. So it's all about having those you know, variety of creatives that hit different personality types. So you're resonating with fast decision makers as well as slow decision makers. Most definitely. Question number two. All right. So my next question follows my first question. At what point do I stop focusing on getting a lower cost per lead or a lower cost per sale or lower cost per acquisition? And when do I start focusing on adding more value or selling more products to those people in my funnel? That's a great question. I would say there's never like one right time. I think the healthiest businesses focus on both, right? Like at Digital Marketer, there is an acquisition team and a monetization team for this exact reason, right? We want to make sure we're scaling the front end while we are also paying attention to the monetization of the people we currently have, which is giving value, releasing new products, you know, running flash sales. So I, I think that for a business, you know, you've got to focus on both of those. Most businesses have a product. And they start with ads and they scale those and they kind of reach the point of diminishing returns. And you know when you've reached that point. You want to try to catch it before you get there, right? And whether that's by introducing a new product, new lead magnets, new funnels, changing your offer, there are lots of ways to do that. I always say when things are going well, that's when you should be the most paranoid. <laughs> so when things are going bad, you've missed it. Like you've you've lost out. So, I mean, even our account management team, things are going great. Great. Now it's time to start thinking about what you're going to be doing two months from now. And I think you as a business owner, that's actually the time where you should double down on your work is when things are going well. Let's say you've got $5,000 a month in ad spend and you're making a 2x return. Great. Now start planning for what should I do in that process? Maybe to add an additional service down the line, or should I start focusing on improving the conversion rate on my landing page, you know, or on my tripwire page or on my, you know, core offer page. It's like, that's the time to actually increase the conversion rates, add additional services when things are going good, because when it turns, now you're in a position of desperation panic, and you're panicking. So, and it's hard to be a good marketer when you're yeah, you think a whole lot more clearly. And, uh, you know, the point is, is that it, 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 there is no specific time. I think as a business owner, you constantly have to be looking at ways in which, how are you going to grow this business? That comes back to having goals. You know, what are you going to do? It's a 90-day world, the way that we do it, you know, in our business. You know, we look at that like, all right, things are going good now, but we also have to plan out, you know, quarters in advance, you know, annual goals, you know, three-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals, whatever it happens to be. So think like a business owner. And I think a lot of folks that all of a sudden come in and start doing ads on Facebook are like, wow, this is like a cash machine. Well, stop All the questions like are about audiences and audience sizes when your low-hanging fruit is increasing your conversions on your front-end offer or potentially changing your front-end offer and then increasing conversions on your one-time 
offer or maybe switching it to an evergreen webinar if you have a higher ticket thing and just adjusting those. That's, that's where usually the biggest impact is made. And then Facebook is so smart. If you truly understand and you start to pay attention to this podcast and you see us talking about things like, yes, we recommend bigger audiences now. If you have a funnel and a product that is able to generate uh, a significant amount of conversions, you know, per week, per ad set, at least 30 to 40 or 50 per week per ad set, then you can hit bigger audiences and let that algorithm kind of do its thing. But if you don't have your, the right offer and the right price point of that front end offer, then you're just going to be spending more good money after bad. And so that's really, I think the low hanging fruit there. And so it's, it's tough. Cause you got to like the question we had yesterday was about cash flow. She's like, how do I scale? How do I know when I can scale? And it's, it's, you have to balance figuring out how you can try to break even as quickly as possible within that first 24 hours or seven days, maybe if you're tight cash flow wise. Um, and that's going to be where, where, where do you do that at? That's usually going to be yeah. in your front end and your, in your upsell offer. And so that's simultaneous. You can do that simultaneous. Also, people are so attracted to traffic. That's why this podcast has been a success, right? It's like, it's what we all talk about. It's because they think it's spending money to make money, which is kind of true. But the monetization through email, through messenger, through direct mail, selling more to the customers that you have, that's just as important as the traffic. So, you know, just making sure you have that, that balance. All right, so another question that gets asked over and over again is we can get uh, retargeting to work, we can get dynamic product ads to work, but we can't get traffic or we can't show ads to cold traffic and get it to convert what do we do? <laughs> That's a good one there. I mean, we can go on and off. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's like a good one there. That's a biggie. The first thing we'd want to do normally is like when we do our hot seats every week with our elite clients and navigator clients is like, okay, what's your business? Like, what's your, I want to see your ad. I want to see your landing page, but we can't see that right now in this case, but this is the most common thing. Uh, so typically this is where things like our, you know, Eddie formula come in. If you want to be able to target big, broad, cold audiences and take them from Facebook or Instagram to selling a $50 product. We do that every day, but if you're, if you're going to do that cold, that's not easy to do. So you've either got to have maybe an, a message that really opens people's eyes to the opportunity, makes them aware of a problem or a solution they didn't realize existed, and then transition authentically and smoothly into why your product potentially will help them achieve that, solve that problem cheaper, faster, easier, or you need like a, a messenger sequence or email sequence. So there's so many ways. When I hear this question and dig in, a lot of times it's a customer journey issue because if your warm audience is converting, how can you create a larger warm audience so that you can facilitate more sales or more leads? So it sounds a lot of times it's a misalignment of goals with the cold traffic and understanding that sometimes you need to use cold traffic to build those retargeting audiences so that you can generate more customers. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Absolutely. And I think um, this was part of the e-com ad amplifier talk yesterday, which is, you know, in some cases that cold traffic, you know, using either short educational, longer educational videos or a lot of different ways in which you engage cold traffic. Sometimes looking at those ads as your way of just facilitating the movement from cold down all the way to hot and figuring out maybe metrics in the middle. Like we talked about yesterday in this talk, we realized that if we could fire the view content pixel or view content event at $4 or less, we knew we could actually break even 
on our traffic, which was what we want because in that particular case, in that particular customer, that was the will, campaign number three. And it was, we knew that if we could actually get them to that point, then we could convert them at a break even at 30 days with all the dynamic product ads, with the retargeting, with everything else. So in that case, yeah, we want sales on that front end, but we've also, we know our numbers well enough so that if we can get them deep enough in the retargeting, like funnel area, like step one all the way through to step five in the e-com ad amplifier, is if you know your metrics there, then that's how you make it work. So think about, you know, you obviously you want to sell in the newsfeed as much as you possibly can, you know, using that formula, using the ED formula, using the three-step video ad formula, but also you might need to look at that as just a way to engage people and not make the sale. So knowing your numbers there, like obviously in this case, the retargeting stuff is working. So, well, where is that retargeting audience coming from? Is it coming from your cold traffic? Well, amp up your cold traffic a little bit. Then your retargeting, you can amp up. Yep. Amp up your cold traffic. And that's how you kind of it's scale like It's like a system or something. It's like a system And Ralph, you're going to talk about the amplifier on another episode. So yeah. people will get that full. Definitely. In episode 132. And I think the amplifier was inspired by this. It was a simpler version of it with episode 132, which is the BCS triangle where I talked about, which is basically go back to episodes one, two, and three of this podcast. Like re-listen to those. It's that simplified way, right? And then the e-commerce amplifier is just more more complex of that. But episode one thirty two is the e-com exactly, yeah. yeah. And and it's and it's, it's simple. Like listen to one thirty two. It's a simplified version of it. Think about your budgets as you know your conversion campaigns might be seventy percent of your overall budget, and that's your cash flow. But then you might have another twenty percent or so that's purely goodwill, branding, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not focusing as much on cost per conversion. You're focusing on getting impressions or cost per impression or cost per video view. Um, but the other thing is, is honestly, with their conversion campaigns, take away all the system. I bet you that I could look at that right now and we could create one good ad that would actually resonate with cold traffic and actually, and, and actually them turn them into wanting to build the desire. It's, it's all about messaging. That's something else to keep in mind. The same retargeting ads that are probably a bit more direct aren't going to work to cold exactly. traffic. Exactly. So. so you either got to have multiple ads at the higher in the cold or you have to have one that opens people's eyes like you know like ketogenic one like is breakfast really the most important meal of the day if you're, yeah. if you're trying to offer a beginner's guide to intermittent fasting yeah it's and awesome. i think also people just like when they first start on cold traffic they're like oh well i did i yeah i put together like two or three ads that's it doesn't work like two or three ads come on i mean you gotta, you gotta use like lots of ads i mean in some case we're hundreds of variations of ads and hook, ad copy, all those sorts of things and figuring out what works. So you can't give up too soon on that cold traffic as well. And we see that a lot when we do ad account audits, like, oh, we just had these couple of ads running and it doesn't, it's not really working anymore. Well, you know, you do still have to go back to, you know, the whole idea of split testing and testing a lot of things because, you know, as an advertiser, you're going to fail the great majority of times with your ads. In fact, probably about 80%. If you're failing only 70%, you're Hall of Fame. You know, you're going to the Hall of Fame, you're, you're batting 300, you know? So keeping that in mind is not giving up just after a couple of ads don't really work. Try lots of different things. But take the time. Like, this yeah. is like, I'm actually a little frustrated because, you know, I love, because we, we have kind of a one good ad theme saying that, we, you know, one good ad can change your business and your life overnight. We've seen it happen so many cases where businesses have doubled and tripled and gone from 200,000 a year to two or 3 million in a year or two based off the foundation of one good ad and, and a good offer. Right. And so, but I see a lot of people like, Oh, I want to, Oh, cool. I'm going to do the Michigan method or I'm going to use dynamic creative and I'm going to test a bunch of different ads, but they're actually not doing the hard work 
and really, really going deep on the psychology of the people that they're targeting on these platforms. So it ain't gonna work. I don't care if you have 55,000 ads, if you don't actually figure out how to resonate on a deep psychological level, that's how you change the game. You get one good ad, and then you can, of course, create more variations of that down the road. And, and that's where, I think that's what we're best at. And that's what frustrates me because we see so many cases of people just like giving up before they could have found it. Like their business will work on Facebook, but it's finding that message and figuring out a way to really transform somebody that's unaware into having desire. This was fun, guys. This was good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're live from TNC. We have Darren Clark, our editor here, who's awesome. High and, five, uh, baby. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. We'll, we'll include some photos from this in the show notes so people can get a feel for the cool Buzzsprout booth that we're in. Buzzsprout podcast. Bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I, honestly, you guys, please, the more uh, we love reading your reviews. So if you can yes. leave a review on iTunes, it really helps the podcast get more listeners, more viewers. But anytime you see us, message us reply to emails if you're on our email list like tell us if this has helped you i don't even care about the public scene i mean just tell us individually because that's really what drives us molly talked about that earlier but it's like it's why we do it it's so freaking fuel for the engine yeah so we really appreciate you guys sharing so i I hope to see you all soon and see more transformational stories start implementing and executing we'll be back next week all right yes we will bye-bye see you Woo. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.